when it comes to performance flutter has the upper hand as it's compiled to arm and x86 native libraries which makes it really fast and react native is not compiled to native code and it still has the java script layer on it so making it less performant than flutter because i have worked on both the technologies and obviously i have always have my soft corner for native application Welcome to Extend Podcast. I am Sade. In today's episode, we will be interviewing Varsha, a senior mobile application developer, works at App Group. Over the years, she has worked on different companies and iOS developer. I'm Daphna, and I'm very happy to have Varsha today because we work together. So very excited to interview you. And maybe you can tell our listeners more about your what you do now and what you did before in your career. Thank you, Sade and Daphna. Thank Thanks for giving me this opportunity to talk about myself and it's a pleasure to be a part of this podcast and just a brief about me and uh my name is varsha i have overall 9 and a half years of experience currently i am working as a senior mobile application developer at ape group and it's been 2 years for me i am in sweden and i'm enjoying this period and on the personal level i recently i was blessed with a baby boy and i'm enjoying my motherhood phase congratulations on your very boy thank you can you tell us a little bit more about what you did before uh, before your current job how you started your career and what you did throughout the years so currently i am working as a mobile application developer in at a group that i already mentioned so i work for native and hybrid applications both and before i came here in sweden i was in india and i have worked for different companies the whether it can be a larger scale companies or small scale companies and some of them were service based and product based as well and uh, it's been a i can say it's been a like interesting journey for me and uh, there were different roles i have played and uh, i started as a junior mobile application developer and then i proceeded with that and uh, became software developer and also um, i have worked as a team lead in my previous organization where i have actually uh, lead a team of 15 people and uh, for me as a like uh, a journey concern i have actually uh, like learned react native objective c now in ape group i have i am working in a flutter for uh, like for my client so it's like i have uh, if you want to grow in this tech industry you need to sharp your skills you need to be uh, like updated with your skill set and technologies um i want to ask about job interview process and as you know there are technical questions you'll be asked how did you get prepared can you answer that part so uh, from my opinion first of all uh, if you are applying for any kind of job you need to look for the job description so it's like you uh, because i read some article on linkedin recently where uh, one company's manager posted that article he said he got 500 applications for one job but he selected only five applications up, like around 495 applications were not appropriate for that job 
what that job was actually looking for so he sent few mails to people like okay in this like because everyone like most of them were uh, like looking for the job due to they lost their job in pandemic so he was kind enough to uh, like write a, an email to few people like your you didn't read the job description and your portfolio is not matching with our job profile so you need to look for that yeah so that actually i always try to look like if you are applying for any job please go ahead thoroughly with that job description so if you are not your portfolio is not matching with that description please don't apply for that job because at the end you will think no i want i'm not getting any response back or i my portfolio is not selected by this company so it's not like that sometimes your profile is not matching with their requirements and there are multiple platforms and linkedin is the best one uh, in india actually you, if you are applying for any any job they will ask for the basic interview like uh, your uh, managerial managerial round so if you are fitting for if you are fit for this culture or not uh, how you work as a person and uh, how you will behave in particular situations so these kind of round this kind of round is the first round then they go uh, proceed with technical one so then in the technical round they will focus on your technical skills like if you are good for this uh, technical job or not after that they will send you an uh, assignment or sometimes they always do peer to peer programming like they ask you to come in the come at the office and they do some peer programming with their colleagues who are already working in that company and after that also uh, you need to be ready for some kind of logical reasoning questions or aptitude questions but it also depends company to company like if they want to ask for but i have did i did actually uh, some interviews where they asked me to do some logical reasoning test and aptitude test as well and after that that can be followed by your hr round and uh, that's how you and if i like specifically talk about the ape group or maybe in sweden as well i have seen different processes but in ape group uh, i applied through linkedin and they sent me an assignment uh, in ios obviously because they were looking for an ios developer so i completed that in time frame and i like reverted them back and then after that actually they asked me questions about in and my technical areas and obviously followed by managerial round and hr round so when i came in sweden then i signed the contract i want to add that uh, the three of us are uh, women and i know that there is uh, i mean there are research there is research that uh, women tend to apply when they meet 100% of the requirements in hiring ads while men apply when they only meet less. I don't remember how much exactly, let's say 80%. So I think it's also very important to apply even if you, I don't know, if they required like, require three years and you have two years, or they require like four technologies and you know three and your fourth is another technology that is not their fourth and things like that is very important. And if you have a way to send a CV through friends, someone you know that works there or a friend of a friend, it's uh, usually better than mm. applying through any of the systems. So that's another reason why it's important to have a wide network, like professional network and working on extending it all the time, going to meetups, um, connecting with people in different ways. 
Um, and I just want to emphasize something that Varsha said about preparing to interviews with the, having your stories, like getting, let's say, preparing like 20 different questions that uh, from the internet, like you can Google and find like 20 questions that people ask in interviews that are more like soft skills or history of your work and just have the answer prepared in advance and just memorize it so that when you're asked, you have, you know, people ask things like, what are you proud of or what challenges you've had? You don't need to start to go through your memories at this point. Like you can have the best challenge prepared already exactly in a way that shows the things that you want to emphasize about yourself. Was mobile application your interest from the very beginning? How was your journey to it? <laughs> no, as an individual, I am quite curious in nature. And also like nowadays, we can see then half of our lives are really rather dependent on mobile. So starting from morning alarm, games, Google search, we actually, these things form the cosmos around me. And I, I decided to, yeah, a mobile application is something that is very interesting. And uh, after completing my like engineering and computer science, I got placed in an IT company where they work for mobile applications. So I had two choices, either I can work for iOS applications or Android applications. And uh, I had like some fascination towards Mac systems. So that time I chose iOS applications. So that's how I started for iOS application. And then I moved to hybrid applications as well. What is your favorite technology in terms of uh, hybrid or native or uh, like anything <laughs> anything that you worked with or maybe even things you haven't worked with uh -huh. yeah actually nowadays actually uh, i am not getting that much time to work uh, like on the technical side and uh, i think like my management skills are really good and i want to sharpen that more in my later stages so that is something i want to do and i will definitely do that and uh, yeah and for if it concerns like about like how I feel about hybrid and native applications. So the first thing I would like to mention that uh, native and hybrid, uh, because native ones are developed for specific platforms like iOS or Android. So diving deeper into the te technical aspects, I would mention that native apps are built with pro pro programming language that are officially supported by the platform. So for Android, those are Java and Kotlin for iOS. Those are iOS, like Objective-C and Swift. However, hybrid applications leverage cross-platform capabilities and use code base to cover multiple platforms on the contrary to the native applications. So both native and hybrid applications can be distributed through the official marketplaces like App Store and Google Play, but both have their own pros and cons. Uh, how do you choose for, let's say, for one project should be done by hybrid or just native? How do you choose for each project? Okay, it's actually a subjective thing to decide because uh, on my own, I can't decide like uh, because all the projects are some client projects and it also depends like how they want to get it done in what time frame they want to get it done with what or like how many resources they want to add on to it so it's also depend like on from the client perspective and the, their what's their requirements from my personal point of view i could i can say if the project is long running project and if client have time and like money for obviously for the resources i would always say to go ahead with native ones but obviously like with the times there are like uh, scenarios we want to like uh, we want to uh, complete a project with less resource 
in less time then obviously go ahead with uh, hybrid ones and when it comes to decide between flutter and react native it actually i have this experience in my current project when client came up with this idea like we want to go ahead with hybrid one but our my, my company was not able to decide like we need to go ahead with flutter or react native so we had a brainstorming session in our company like all developers were there and we actually put up all the points like why we should go ahead with flutter and why we should not go ahead with react native or vice versa but uh, obviously like when i am working with flutter it's been an year i am working on it so when it comes to performance flutter has the upper hand as it's compiled to arm and x86 native libraries which makes it really fast and react native is not compiled to native code and it still has the javascript layer on it so making it less performant than flutter so that is something i discovered while i was working with flutter but react native has been around in longer years now and several people are already working it on it and flutter is quite new in that terms but uh, I, i can say that flutter's community is getting really stronger day by day so i would prefer flutter now because i have worked on both the technologies and obviously i have always have my soft corner for native application and uh, flutter is written with uh, dart right yes dart can is you... the language uh, yeah yeah can you share a little bit about the language i've never had the opportunity to really learn it so what is it similar to no dart is uh, i can say uh, for developing application for flutter platform dart is the programming language that is being used and it is actually a client optimized pro- programming language for uh, which can be used for both ios and android and it is developed by google initially and is used to build mobile desktop server and web applications so dart is an also an object pro- uh, oriented language and class based garbage collection language with the c style syntax dart can compile to either native code or javascript so and different ide can be used if you are comfortable with visual studio or like uh, android studio so it's up to you there are multiple id you can use it so when i'm working on uh, dart uh, or if i want to create any uh, build for ios or i need to publish the app on ios then after writing the code in uh, like in the split in the dart then i go to xcode for compiling it or creating the build and for android you can always create the build in the android studio how did you find the learning curve of flutter because i i've heard people say that it's pretty pretty fast to learn it and i'm curious about your personal experience yeah it is pretty fast yeah, like because it was not something you need to give like like whole month or like dedicated time towards it obviously but if you are new to it you need to give some uh, dedication to learn new thing so for me as a uh, like from my personal experience i was working on one project and i got to know that uh, in my company new project is coming on flutter so my actually my like uh, manager actually asked me to uh, like asked me like if you are ready for it or not i said yeah i am ready for it so he gave me one week of time frame like to explore new things about the flutter so i found it really like uh, it was fun to learn flutter that time and uh, after one week i was 
not that much confident but i was like i from my inside i knew that i would be able to uh, perf- like perform good in this project in this project so i said to my manager no i'm ready for the flutter so that's how i started but uh, yeah with time because uh, it's something you will have many challenges when you are working on live project so yeah i also faced few challenges initially or maybe later as well in the project so then i actually uh, also approached uh, flutter communities for the solution. and i raised the queries on my stack overflow and uh, other uh, areas as well so it's something if you obviously if you are new in something you need to uh, like approach the people for the solution and always try to give your additional time on it uh, like if you want to do it so i was wondering like um, since i'm only working as a react native developer do you need to have both skills like for android as well as for ios when you are working as a native developer or you just have to be skilled only with one area like we are going to for android uh, otherwise for ios i can't say in general but from my personal perspective because i started my career as a ios application developer and with the time i got this up these opportunities to work for hybrid applications i never worked for any particular android platform application so whenever i got the chance for hybrid applications then i only worked for i android like to create the android build or apk for that to publish app on google play but rather i don't actually i never worked on particular on kotlin or java so it's like i have like that knowledge how to create the uh, application in android and the brief about it like if you have any feature that is uh, that needs to be implemented uh, like uh, uh, natively like in ios or android then i need to search a bit or i need to explore my like, extend my knowledge about that like how to how it can be done in android in ios i can easily do that but if something in hybrid then i can easily achieve that so it's not something you need to know like all the languages you are working on but obviously good to have all the knowledge like if you are working on something do you prefer a person who has both skills what's your opinion on this well um I have a lot of opinions about hiring. I think that um for me I think that when hiring we hire for a specific position like when you have a specific need most of the times. So uh, when we hire we try to hire for a specific I mean it's always because there is there is a specific need. So I always like to really look at the current team and see what's missing there in terms of uh, characteristics in terms of uh, culture, values and knowledge of course. So for each team you need different people with different skill level with different um, experience and so on so i think it's very it varies and and trying to always uh, hire the same person is not uh, efficient in my opinion so sometimes if you have a team where everyone is a uh, cross platform it's good to have someone who's very you know work for a long time in one platform maybe because they bring the additional skill or knowledge that is missing in the team if it's the opposite way sometimes it's good to have someone who worked with different platforms and will be able to bring a new approach to the team and in terms of a career development i guess you ask because you also ask yourself like how should i how should i build my next years like what should i focus on what should i learn in my free time or what projects should i try to focus on in my work and i think it's very much dependent on 
what interests you. Um, hearing what Varsha said before, I also wanted to ask Varsha, like, what excites you about technology and about working in tech? So for me, it's like always that I mentioned, like, I was... Or I was never a tech freak, but uh, it's like uh, when I uh, was doing my engineering, then I started working on different languages, like uh, C was my first coding language. And uh, then I did, uh, and like, because that was a intense four year, pro like uh, engineering. So it was like, I had to do like some additional things as well to be, to complete it. I didn't know that much about like mobile application that time. Because when I started my career, because in 2007, I did my engineering. So 2007 to 2011. So when I was placed in that company, then three, in three months training, I got to know very much about these mobile applications, like how iOS application works, how Android application works, how to do performance, performance testing, how to do sanity, how to do testing, how to do like these type of things, like what actually always like encouraged me to do. Okay, what's there in mobile now? What will happen? So it's like an like, evolving field and you, uh, there are many things to learn. So still, I would say like, I have so much to learn and that's actually encouraged, always encouraged me, okay, to go ahead with this field. And that's why I jumped because I can't be in only in one field. Oh, I'm an iOS developer. I won't be proceed with like hybrid applications because, but I always had that uh, curiosity. Okay. What is there in Android? What is there in iOS? So with this, like, because initially I also learned uh, like, uh not learned i did some training on unity 3d as well and cocoa touch as well so it's like that because the, those were some few frameworks i i discovered by myself just to know what's there in these so it's like always to explore yourself and go ahead always beyond your technologies what you are doing right at that moment so that's the thing i was always encouraged with like to learn new things or a skill set that's really cool for me, it's like being able to create things. I think it's super exciting because um, in some areas, it's really complex to create things. For example, um, if you want to create like physical things, you need to learn about different types of material and you need to find the, um, the plants to produce it there and, and transport it. So I think it's uh, pretty complex. But when you create products that are technology products, then you can just sit with yourself at home and upload something to the internet and people can use it and it's given them value. So that's for me the exciting, the most exciting thing about working in tech. Mm. How, how, uh, what is it for you, Sadek? I have mentioned in our first episode, the most exciting part in tech is the uh, problem solving uh, part of it, especially uh, from my country perspective, like mostly when things are done uh, not efficiently, that it could be solved with uh, some technology or software. So it will be easier. Uh, it minimizes uh, a lot of resources. So I, I see it in that way. And then also fun to have it. <laughs> So the reason I asked about it is uh, following the question that you asked, like, how should I, what should I learn? What should I focus on? And I think you should have this in front of your eyes when thinking about the next years of your career, um, what excites you and how can you do things that help you to be engaged in the thing that brought you in tech to begin with. So for example, you're interested maybe in working in companies that are uh, developing 
products around sustainability, around education, learning about what, what, is, what are the technologies that are common for those uh, companies, like even identifying those companies and learning about the technologies that they use is one thing that you can do to increase your chances to getting to be engaged in the things that you're excited about. And maybe, maybe they use all technologies, most likely, like they use all technologies. So maybe you should even focus on actually um, uh, soft skills and not focus on technology. I mean, of course, you focus on technology because you're a developer, uh, but maybe your after work uh, learning should focus on learning about how to, how to progress in an organization, for example, how to communicate things in an organization and stuff like that. Maybe that will lead you faster into being engaged in things that you're excited about. So uh, we talked about uh, soft skills. I'm curious, uh, Varsha, do you have any recommendations or insights about what are uh, soft skills that are helpful to develop for, uh, develop for like junior developers, for example? From a tech perspective, you need to be like, capable enough to understand your requirements and uh, to communicate with your colleagues or with your cross-functional teams and uh, uh, like based on those like only for on not only for from the requirement perspective but all the you need to think about like more about what can be the obstacles that can come up and uh, it's like uh, like your thought process basically towards the for achieving the goal it's not about like okay you are th thinking like it cannot be completed but there can be some ways you can complete that task or that project or anything so it's like your skill set to move uh, in a positive direction to complete that thing it's uh, if you don't have that much resources or times but still you need to do some you should do something in that way to uh, like to, to positively achieve something. That's something I can actually share from my experience. Today, maybe you have something you, you encountered so far that you find, found useful as a soft skill to develop. I think project management skill is good because uh, you might not be always the developer in some cases, and then you might need to interact with a customer and then in that sense you have to understand uh, what the customer needs are and then how you present let's say if you want to sell uh, one product but at the same time I believe these skills come not exactly but you need to understand the technology part of it as well uh, in order to bring to the table so that this will be a solution for this product or this problem let's say <laughs> for me I always see things from the front-end perspective of it. So I always like that part. Like I, I don't see it, let's say, from the sales part of it or the marketing part of it or the backing part of it. So do you mean like um, being able to understand different points of view with the stakeholders? Yes. I, I totally agree. Yeah, so I think like uh, leadership is also a very important soft skill that actually enables you to guide others while you fulfill the goals and mission of your organization and uh, time management because how you work efficiently and productively and by using your time like uh, if because everything has its time limit or deadline. 
so time management is also a good uh, like soft skill you can achieve you can you should have and work ethics like uh, it also it's like proves your belief in the importance like of your work and its ability to strengthen your character as well personally and professionally so work ethics i think it should i think everyone should like to have and creativity is also good uh, good soft skill i can like i sh- i can add on because if you can help like develop innovative solution to a problem so it will always be good like something that is everyone should actually look for cool and did you have you ever uh, done something proactive to develop those skills or just focused on them and and had them uh, progressing over the years naturally no i have not done any like a specific training to achieve these skills but yeah obviously with time and experience and understanding i always try to like achieve these skills and always try to give my best with these all the soft skills that i can give for any company or for any organization from because that will always enhance my personal and professional like uh, like or uh, like as a person how i work and so it's something like i always focus on because i always believe in these skills like how your problem solving skills is how is your adaptability to any culture or any company or how you perform as a team and so like how you communicate with your team members or your with your client how how much you are creative and how, like how efficiently you are giving your solutions or not the not as i mentioned not only obstacles like if you have any like creative solutions to any problem so how you proceed with that so is something like i i think i in person i achieved it with the experience and uh, with the working in this industry i listen to audiobooks and i love this um so i always just do walks outside and especially with the corona i think it's really good to to walk outside right so i try to also listen to some books and i've encountered some really great books about the workplace and how to understand different people better and how to communicate better and i feel that it really helped me to listen to those books so um, like, uh, yeah. what kind of book is this like a funny name of a book called uh, the secrets of winning workplace politics okay. i think is the name <laughs> like really ridiculous but it's a good book i think because it really helps you to understand other people that's this is what it's about like uh, understanding different perspectives and learning how to communicate efficiently when you work in an organization which is super important and not something that you learn naturally at school i think yeah so for me it was super helpful um but also i have um i just finished uh, reading a radical candor which is a book about management but i think it's also super good to learn from it about culture and organiz- in like communication and things like mm. that so that would be two books that i highly recommend um but i also just watch people all the time like whenever i work with someone that i appreciate i'm like watching 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 yeah <laughs> and trying to copy 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 everything they do um in my style of course and get better by this uh, i have a question for both of you like varsha you mentioned about being creative is is good i believe that too but 
Is it always possible to be creative? How do you see that? Like, of course, it's a master skill. But is it always or like maybe after you work uh, in like so many years, it's easy to, to bring that kind of creativity to because you have been working different projects. Is it possible like or does it come like in an instant like that being creative? No, it's not always possible to add something creative to a particular problem or particular situation or you have instant solution towards it. But creativity, actually, it's not something you always provide some solution. Creativity is also about like if you have something to inspire to a particular situation or your imagination or how your mind mapping towards the solution or in what you have as an insight like to towards it and experiments like because you can also do experiments with your creativity or maybe if you don't have anything you can simply ask questions about it like with your friends and like uh, colleagues like okay I'm curious about it I want to know more about it I don't have solution or I want to go ahead in this approach so what do you think so obviously brainstorming session on questioning so it always helps to like think more about the particular thing there are many communities who are only there to help you because flutter is new in the market as compared to react native or other hybrid platforms so it's always good and uh, one thing actually because uh, uh, i don't remember exactly what i did uh, i actually i was interacting with um, payment integration with ios and android native applications so that payment integration with clorna was not there in flutter that time when i was doing that so it was something I was very happy about like when I did that and then I also tell my like uh, tech director like we should share this to uh, like <laughs> Flutter community like we did it in this way. So if they will have any enhancement over it with time or we will if we'll add anything so then we will add it to on top of. Yeah because the, the community is there I mean what I uh, wanted to say is that sometimes we don't have those people working with us that we can look up to either because it's a small team or I think it's also pretty common that, I mean, not everyone is interested in mentoring. Um, so some, sometimes it's just not accessible. But then we have a lot of things available online and the communities um, through different platforms like uh, Discord. For example, I think there is a big community, like the, the official uh, ladder community is uh, in Discord, if I remember correctly, if it's still like that, and Stack Overflow and places like that. And there are also advantages in not having people to teach us when we start something new, because then it's, um, it encourages being independent and finding ways to succeed anyways, which is also important. Do you, Varsha, do you work on, uh, do you learn outside of work, like about new technology or work on side projects and stuff like that? Or have you done it before the maternity leave? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was doing that, but uh, now I'm not getting time to uh, like give. And I actually don't want to give any time on this part. Uh, because I want to enjoy my this phase. But before that, yeah, I was doing some uh, freelancing project. And uh, two and three years ago, I was also working for a, like for different clients. And uh, those were actually uh, on um, only on iOS applications, I guess. I have not done any hybrid application uh, project for any 
freelancer like freelancing project but i have done few ios applications as a freelancing and how do you usually learn new things so it's like uh, obviously like i always want to be updated with my at least my skill set and technologies so i always follow like this udemy is really good and coursera is also good you can always find courses there and uh, just go ahead and learn like at least check what's there in the new, what's new in the market or always i always uh, try to uh, refer this wwdc sessions because uh, those are really good for the ios developers to to at least to new uh, know like what's there in new in the market and what the uh, new things they are launching uh, in apple sanay how do you learn new things uh, like prasha said um i take courses mostly from uh, youtube and then also uh, udemy uh, i try i try to watch them first and then code along and then I scratch the whole thing and then do it by myself mostly and then do it all over uh, again and again so that i can learn especially the syntax wise um so that's how i learn if i want to learn one like one specific thing yeah, actually on nowadays there are many workshops as well so if you want you can check like uh, there are many workshops and you can go like virtual workshops as well because of this pandemic but uh, before that you can also go in person to attend those workshops those are really helpful so i wanted to ask you varsha you said you managed 15 people yeah that's a big team <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and then and then the next job like the current job that you have the one after this uh, management position is a hands on development uh, position so i wanted to ask you was it because of the immigration or was it because you decided that you want to focus more on doing hands on work and do you think you'll come back to management like how do you see this all the uh, process that you are going actually uh, when i was uh, when i became like team lead so it was not something like oh, i was only managing i was doing my hands on like coding as well so i never like uh, did like uh, i was not in that when i was uh, looking for the job in sweden so that time i preferred like uh, as a developer job because uh, that's a difference here in india and in india like uh, uh, here hierarchy is not that like uh, because i have not seen like uh, developer the senior developer because it's also depend where you are approaching because in that company so there were actually different teams like mobile application web development back end so in mobile application there were 100 around 100 or 200 people so in that team it was like their hierarchies like intern then junior developer then developer then lead then technical architect then your manager your product owner so a hierarchy was this so when i was leading so it was like because there were four projects that i had to lead that time that's why team was quite big like 15 people were there in my team otherwise it could be like if you are leading only one project so you will have two or four people based on your ios or android track and when i came here yeah i accepted it with my full heart like because i was in touch with coding so it was not that difficult for me to start it but yes because i wanted to move here because my husband was already here in sweden so that time i accepted it and obviously because it also depends i know because here hierarchy is not that and we don't have that many people or that many teams so you will get that opportunity when you are like because when i am working here i always try to do all the like 
take all the responsibilities up front whatever i can because it's not something i'm lying down back because i'm a developer i will not do this no it's not something like that i what i was doing earlier i always try to go and tell my manager or my technical architect no we should do this like this or maybe if we can uh, go in that approach so it's like because re- responsibilities obviously uh, was quite different because uh, uh that time i had to uh go in the management meetings as well because that is not currently i'm not doing that obviously but uh, that is something is totally completely different when you are leading or when you are only developing but uh, the things like uh, uh, requirement gathering cross functional teams interaction creating architecture and uh, deciding ui or ux with your guy, like with your graphic artist like with your ui guys and sprint planning and coding and peer review processes code review processes get deciding get process and submitting app on app store or google play and production issue management so these things i always try to do with my current job as well do you Missy? Yeah, obviously. I mean, because, doing the management think, things. Or... Yeah, because I think that I I am good at it and uh, I think there are many things I can obviously learn and uh, those are in my obviously I have bought few courses and already I'm on it like uh, that I guess uh, I got an opportunity to talk about talk you about that as well earlier like I was doing some courses on that management skills as well so I'm sharpening or like my skills on that perspective as well. the challenges you faced when you joined the tech industry in sweden uh, were you accepted like the culture wise between your colleagues and your providers how did you overcome any challenges can you explain that for us acceptance is completely an individual's choice irrespective of your colleagues and bosses and uh, but i was an experienced professional when i came in sweden but I still faced many challenges like language barrier culture difference work style and my personal fear from pets and but everything takes time and patience with these key key attributes actually i slowly built close relation with my colleagues and i enjoyed working with them do you have any cultural specific cultural differences that you noticed when you moved here yeah main difference like not cult- not culture wise the language barrier was obviously a main challenge for me because uh, i come from a country where we don't like anyone we don't know swedish and now also like i am in i am here in sweden like from two and a half years i guess so is i still my swedish is not that good but uh, still uh, at my workplace uh i always try like everyone should respect it and yeah so most of the colleagues like very like they were very uh, good and like welcoming towards like non non swedish ones and they always welcome us with open heart so that's good but obviously there are few there always you see some people like who are actually more uh, into that culture and they don't want to change it but still it take time and patience for them as well to accept you how about you today have you noticed like specific uh, culture or cultural differences when you started working here yeah like she said especially i have to observe people how do they behave so i will act as if like they want to be seen as that's the way i handle things I think now um I'm in ki- I'm in kind of a crisis because um in Israel you need to be quarantined for 2 weeks if you want to go there. So I can't really go there right now. I haven't been there 9 months and I feel like super disconnected. Like I feel super sad 
that I can't go and I think about immigration all the time like how it is to be an immigrant like every time I need something here because my Swedish is also not great yet um and like understanding how things work is very weird because I'm very much used to be part of the main group in Israel right I'm like white I'm Jewish I mean it's very it's very easy for someone that looks like me to feel very much at home in Israel and like super like have everything accessible to them like everything that society offers basically and here obviously it's not like that because I don't speak the I don't speak the language and also I have some cultural differences so talking about work for example the culture I'm coming from is very direct and one thing that I had to learn in the past two years is how to share my opinion in a very soft way so that it doesn't uh, alienate people. So that was uh, one thing, but I think it's very challenging. I mean, it's a very easy immigration to do to tech. Like we earn a lot of money, we have very nice job. So I don't think it's similar to other immigrants moving to a country and maybe working in uh, other jobs that are not tech, but still, I think that it's uh, not trivial to do that, especially to a country that is not, uh, that is speaking another language. Uh, how is the comeback for a stay-at-home mom right now because you're, you're staying at home? Hmm. Um, how can one prepare for a return after a year of, uh, away from work? The technology, because every, every time it's new, new updates. So how do you prepare for your return? In the That's a really good question because, uh, but I don't have any specific advice to it because uh, I will also, I'm also going through with this phase, but I believe uh, it's an important phase of the life. So just enjoy it when you are in that time frame. But when you plan to come back and uh, Obviously, with this pandemic, my kid had both mom and dad at home for him. So he also enjoyed it. But currently, uh, because uh, I'm going to like start my work pretty soon. So uh, in my nature, I also mentioned that I always love to stay updated what's going on in the market. And I always keep on reading new posts on my technology. And I always try to sharpen my skill set but obviously not doing coding but obviously like uh, reading the posts blogs and what's the new in the in like because recently uh, apple launches new things and i uh, uh, try to actually uh, listen that wwdc session this this year's session so that was really good so just to be like updated as in when you get time so it's not something you need to give your specific or dedicated time towards it but just when you get some time just give it to it and learn like or maybe read about it and it's true that when i will return i will have to prove myself again at my work and because that will be ground zero again i think but i'm ready for that have you done anything before you went on maternity leave I don't know if you, have you read the book by um, Sheryl Sandberg, uh, Lean no. In? No, no. Have you read it today? No, I haven't. Can, can you say it again? It's called uh, Lean no. In by Sheryl Sandberg, which is uh, the COO, I think, at Facebook. 
And I think she's um, one of the three most influential uh, women in tech or at all in the US, something like that. I don't remember the details exactly, but like very uh, famous person with a lot of power. And she wrote this book a while ago. I read it in 2015 and I think it's a must, absolutely must for anyone working in tech basically and especially women. And one of the things she said, says there is that women before they, like even many years before they have their first kid, they kind of um, lean back and say, okay, I'm not going to be able to focus on work. So I'm just not going to take important projects. I'm not going to invest in my career. And that's a very big mistake because you want to be able to come back to work after, after, after going through your maternity leave and be excited to come back to work. So you want to have a very impactful position. You want to be engaged at work. Um, and basically one of the things she says there is uh, she, she encourages women to lean in instead of leaning back. There were yeah. also a lot of... Um, critics about that because a lot of people say it's not really it's not in the power of women around the globe to to be in full uh, to have the full responsibility for biases from the society and things like that but I personally think that it's both a society thing that needs to change with biases towards women and minorities but also something that women need to think in the right way and learn the rules of the game and be able to to improve um, and be able to to create a meaningful career for themselves. Um, so did you do anything before your uh, maternal leave? Uh, in uh, like anything special or out of the ordinary at work or in, in the scope of the technology world? No, I didn't do a specific when I was coming because I was more of involved in many projects when I was actually starting my maternity leave. So I was kind of busy that time and obviously that was my last, like, last month of pregnancy. So I was also like overweight and my personal uh, things were also there. So I couldn't like do a specific to any technology. But yeah, as, as I mentioned nowadays and obviously in these time of like in these months, I was always updated with new uh, things that is around there with my technology or like what's new in the market and so I'm like that's in my nature so I want to be updated like keep on updating myself with the new things and uh, yeah I'm quite my like prepare in my mind like I need to start from zero when I will come back at my workplace but yeah but as I said like uh, as I mentioned like I'm quite ready for that so there are a few courses that I have Bought. And that you did uh, during the maternity leave? Yes. Yeah. yes. Do you, Varsha, do you have anything else that you want to recommend the listeners or that you want to share with us before we finish? Yeah, for all the women in this industry or who want to enter in this industry, I just want to say follow your dreams and go ahead with that. Nothing is impossible in this tech world. You just need to explore and learn new skills and brush up them time by time. And obviously, uh, technologies and skills are something, those are like always changing. So you just need to update yourself a bit and trust yourself. You will do wonder. Thank you very That's much. That's great, great <laughs> advice. Yeah, thank you. It was very nice to host you today. Thanks for sharing your stories with us. 
थैंक यू गाइज फॉर हैविंग मी इन दिस पॉडकास्ट